one of the many ones. Uh, Guinness World Record, by the way, to Jamiroquai for the best-selling funk album in history. It was traveling without mus- uh, traveling without moving back in 1996. That album, uh, that video was quite cool. It sort of raised them up there. Uh, Derek McKenzie on the drums, solo Aking Bolo on percussion, Rob Harris on guitar, Matt Johnson on keyboards, and Paul Turner on the bass. Making your way towards the news at 11 o'clock. Let's talk Formula E. What do you do if you put a 54 kilowatt hour battery under your bum and you put 250 kilowatts of power behind your back, 301 horsepower, 335, and the car makes very little sound? You get Formula E. And co-founder and chairman of E-Movement, Ian Banner, is bringing it to Cape Town. How's it going, Ian? Paul, very good, thank you. Particularly after such a spectacular Springbok victory. It's, it, was, it was a good one. It was Difficult in the first half. Very tough. Mm. It was like a, a replay of last week, just the other way around. It was indeed. Which is it good was news. All absolutely an arm wrestle for the first half. And then in the second half, our boys managed to stretch out and do the job. And 27-9 suddenly was a spectacular outcome. It's a big win. Big, big win. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I would absolutely. Have thought, I would have thought seven points would be a big win for a team in this test match. So what's going to happen? <laughs> before we get a Formula, uh, Formula E then, Ian, what's going to happen next week? Well, let's see. We've got one all, all to play for. Two spectacular sides and a great legacy to celebrate. So, of course, I think Rusty, by the way, played a master class this game. <sighs> yeah. He really did. And we, uh, we had the right outcome. The boys did very well. However... Nothing is assured. Let's see what happens in the final game. You know what I'm worried about, Ian? Is that the legacy of this won't be the rugby and it'll be the off-the-field shenanigans that's been No, I'm not worried about that at all. I think what Rassi did, in my personal opinion, is controversial but very real. And all he did was educate the public (laughs) on some of the major things that we needed to know about. And um, I think that's a service to to the industry, if you will. Okay. And uh, that's my view. But I, I think, the, you know, at the end of the day, rugby was the winner mm. through the first two tests. And it'll be the winner in the third test, too. I'm just imagining what it would have been like to have 60,000 fans in that stadium. I know, that's a tragedy, isn't it, Justin? <laughs> I mean, we would have had all those people traveling from abroad, spending money in our country. But it'll happen in the future, and it is what it is for now. Okay, hopefully we'll have people from abroad come to Cape Town in 2022. Well, that's the idea. All right. I mean, we've, yes, we've managed to secure the rights and the staging of the Formula E. Uh, we're on the calendar. It's taken two years of hard work. Mm. We're there, and we're very excited about it. Cape Town's been fighting for Formula One, uh, I want to say, for decades now. Uh, what have you guys done differently, or is it just this, this cool Formula E that is saying, let's try different places? No, well, I was... Um, responsible for managing the sponsorship of the Williams team from 94 to 99, mm-hmm. just after the passing of um, Ayrton Senna, tragically, and the victory of Damon Hill in 96, where the team became world champions. And in fact, in 95, went to see Steve Trete, who was then the Minister of Sport, about staging a Formula One race in South Africa. And the reality is, even then, the cost, which was then 17 million rand, 5 million pounds, uh, was too much money. I mean, the government, um, we had just come through apartheid, mm. etc., and the total budget, as Steve pointed out, was about 20 million rand a year. 
<laughs> so he couldn't support with much money, uh, you know, the staging of Formula One. Mm. It came close in the early 2000s with Alan Knott Craig at for, at uh, at Vodacom, where Alan said, "Okay, let's back this." But Formula Formula One just got more and more expensive, and the reality is we cannot afford it in South Africa, mm. and that's a simple reality. So today, just to get the rights where uh, you get very little sort of commercial return is about 27 million rand, 30 million rand, uh, 30 million dollars, I beg your pardon. And, you know, we, yeah, we can't afford it as a country, frankly. It's too much money. However, Formula E is is an exciting alternative, and we've secured that. It is more affordable. Um, it's more relevant. It's, you know, it's not the future, it's the today. Mm. And we're very excited uh, these cars are exceptional. The, the fact that they can do that speed for that long, keep those batteries going. Batteries weigh 200 kilograms, by the way. Uh, it, as you say, it's it's that trickle down that hopefully is going to happen. It was with Formula One and we got the paddle sticks, we got the very fuel-efficient engines. This is the next level, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And um, what's exciting is the vehicle's performance. You know, If you consider that a, a Gen 2 car in Formula E gives you Fast acceleration from naught to hundred than a Formula One car. Oh, wow! Um, it its top speed is two eighty k's an hour versus three twenty five ish, three forty for a Formula One car. But it's specifically designed that Formula E cars don't travel long distances because long straights, etc., just burn up battery power basically. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you have circuits with a lot more interest, a lot more bends, a lot more right. turns, etc. And when the Gen 3 car comes, you're going to see a vehicle that not only is quicker than a Formula 1 car from 0 <laughs> to 100, but it's quicker top speed as well. Wow. And the Gen 3 cars are very close to being introduced. So it's exciting, very exciting. Uh, I'm just reading here, it's 10 decibels louder than an average car, about as loud as a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is when you compare that to the sound of any other motorsport, which is you know, famous for its noise, this it's a quiet sport. I say that the fun thing is we'll be able to sell, you know, Red Bull uh, earphones and Mercedes earphones and McLaren earphones, yeah. and people can you know listen to what they wish to listen to. But the fun thing is when you know it's a it's a whoosh more than a a scream. Mm, mm. And what that means is when you're watching, you can talk to each other and you can actually discuss right. what's going on. And I find it very appealing. I mean, I worked in Formula One mm. for years and this is different, uh, but it works. It's powerful. And um, it's something that I think people will be most excited by when it arrives on our shores. All right, Ian Banner, let's talk about where. I, I read a news article that you're going to try and include the stadium somehow. Well, it would have been lovely. We looked at it. Um, the reality is you need seven meters of access right. into the stadium. We only have 5.3 meters oh. in our stadium. So it's not possible to incorporate the stadium as much as we would like to have. But we are certainly circling the stadium. And we have a beautiful track that will be revealed in about a month from now. So I won't say too much other than <laughs> which I say generally is the the track is somewhere between Table Mountain, mm-hmm. 
Robben Island, and it's not in the ocean. So <laughs> <laughs> if you, you draw, a, if out. you draw a straight line from there to there, okay, I'm just working. <laughs> yeah. out. And I, I imagine there's going to be a beautiful uh, road running along a seafront somewhere. We have beautiful, we have beautiful ocean. We have beautiful mountain. We have beautiful Robben Island. So. I think it'll do it'll do justice to the beautiful city of Cape Town. Formula Formula E is on street circuit, so it's not like you're having to build this massive infrastructure like a new Kyle Army or a new racing Correct. circuit for this, right? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. There are some upgrades required, which mm. we're going to start very soon, which is really just more about the width of the of the street than anything else. So we need. As I said, a minimum of seven meters, but 10 meters is the average width. And um, there are some upgrades to the current road circuit. And the nice thing about it is we only race one day a year. For the rest of the time, you'll see um, lovely uh, cycle lanes, etc., wow. jogging trails. So that enhanced width will be absorbed into an ex a beautiful experience yeah. for for folks in the city, the mother city, to come and enjoy. Uh, so you'd have the normal traffic patterns supported by, uh, you know, as I said, um, cycling, running, mm. etc. on the sides. Do you know where you fit in the 2022 calendar year? Yeah, we do. We currently are February 22 on the 26th, to be specific, mm -hmm. with a four-day, five-day, in fact, um, e-fest in advance of the of the racing there are certain things that need to happen this is a provisional calendar we obviously are concerned about COVID mm. very respectful of the situation right now and to the extent there has to be some adjustments to that well so be it but we are on the calendar for Feb 20, 26th of Feb 2022 so it's very exciting I'm just thinking of a whole save the world couple of months because the cycle tour is the next month yes, so it is. Yeah, that, that's two months of, of electric and human power as opposed to mm. bringing in big diesel trucks and things well exactly exactly that's exciting indeed it's it's still very far away. 2022 is it's well actually it's not. We're not 2021 really. now. It's it's quite, it's actually quite close now. Around so uh, when will Cape Town start being affected by any changes that that might be done in that area? Well, it's going to start happening in the next sort of 30 to 60 days, but it's a minor impact. It's very you know it won't uh, affect general sort of li lives, uh, traffic, etc. Mm. It'll be a gradual incremental change that'll happen on the sidelines. It's not going to be a massive adjustment. I'm just thinking now, there are a couple of flats along you know, the beachfront area there. It, it, it's going to have a very Monaco feel in that kind of neighborhood, isn't mm. it? Yeah, absolutely. When I first met with the co-founder, formerly Alberto Longo, I said to Alberto, I'm here from a city called Cape Town, which is very beautiful, but it has little cash. It's not Monica. But um, I can assure you we could stage a top three race on your annual calendar yeah. due to the beauty, etc. And we'd like to think we can provide very good logistical support to make sure it's a very well-staged event. And um, I said, that's our intent. So here we are two years later, having worked very hard to get to the point where we've been 
accept it, and that's what we intend doing. Ian Bennett, congratulations on bringing it to you, and hopefully we'll see some good names. And, and that's what I'm liking about Formula E at the moment. Uh, they're not winning, but there's ex-Formula 1 drivers that are in there. Uh, there's new young guys that are coming through. It really is an exciting formula. Yeah, it certainly is. And we look forward to South Africa and specifically Cape Town doing its thing in years to come. Mm. Ian Banner, thank you very much. Co-founder and chairman of E-Movement brought the 2022 Formula E race in February. So it's towards the beginning of the season, which is nice. They'll be able to sort out their machines around the streets of Cape Town. Really exciting. Uh, like I said earlier, they're not top of the table, but uh, Pascal Verlein, ex-Formula 1 driver, Jean-Eric Verne, Stoffel van Dorn, Lucas de Grassi, Maximilian Gunther. Uh, these are all Formula 1 drivers that have changed formula and it really is exciting at the moment. And it's close racing. And it's fascinating because uh, you must watch some Formula E because what they do, and it's very clever. So the car can do, uh, say, 200 kilowatts, right? There's power. They, they can do that. But most of the time, they're doing like 170 kilowatts. So they're going around at the speed. But then there are X amount, one lap, or there's X amount of laps that you can do where you've got to go a little bit further off the track through like a gate and once you've got that, then for three or four laps, you've got more power than the other guys. But you've got a time when that comes in. It's fascinating what they can do with the technology in these cars. So if you haven't watched Formula E uh, and you're running Cape Town, get to Cape Town in February if you can. Hopefully everything will be open. But watch some Formula E. It's great. It's free. It's on the internet. It's free. They put it up on YouTube. You can watch it tomorrow. You're with SAFM. Let's take some music towards the end of the show. Then we'll wrap up what's happened.